The New York Mafia is taking a hit from the novel coronavirus pandemic after many of its money-making outlets have been shuttered. Mm. Gambling halls, sporting events, and construction projects have long fed the Empire State's gangs, but now they are taking a historic blow, as law enforcement uh, sources told the New York Post. There's never been a time when they weren't making money through gambling, the source said. The American Mafia families are also losing money out of extortion rackets after restaurants and other entities close their doors under New York's New York City's uh, shelter-in-place order. Mm. A halt to non-essential construction jobs, which includes transportation, uh, port entry, has also put a dent in the U.S. mob's profit. But this is not the case in Italy, where authorities warn that the mafia will most certainly cash in on the pandemic. There's already concerns that various criminal groups are involved in constructions of field hospitals and important medical supplies like masks and other equipment. They're also stealing, uh, dealing, still dealing drugs, making loans, and controlling large swaths of agricultural industries, which is one of the few sectors still in full operation to defeat the 60 million lockdown in, in uh, Italians. You know what? The one thing that hopped out to me you just said, Ken, with that story uh, is the simple fact of loans. People mm. aren't working and they mm. need money. So this is a definitely a good way if you, you need some protection, you need a little extra cheese, hey, we'll, we'll take care of you. So damn, man, even you can't shake the underworld. I mean, everybody got to make money. And listen, man, the underworld makes Pookie ain't making money. no money. Where's the money Pookie's supposed to be making? Oh, I'm sure Pookie's still getting out there. Ah, Pookie ain't getting, getting his get cut. Few, <laughs> get his Corona's cut. He's not getting his Corona's cut. Get a few pills, a few rocks off. Hey, <laughs> Hey, everybody out there, listen, even though you have a, a pandemic, people still going out there make money some Dude, way, somehow, right? If I told you how much money I spent on alcohol yesterday. Damn. Because I, well, I don't plan on going back out. No, I don't mean it like that. I'm just, just saying, like, I listen, I've never had this total ever in my life acquiring alcohol. Are right? you serious? You you can't wear liquor? To Kenwood Liquors. <laughs> I told my people up in there to listen. I was in there. Listen, so real quick, real quick. With a shopping cart so, going down every lane. Mm. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I went out before the last show was the last time I went out, right? Okay. And I went to Jules and I, I said I had the coat. My my coat was zipped up to here, right? Mm -hmm. And I had just my glove on, and my glove has the things where I can touch stuff, right? Mm -hmm. This time I had latex gloves and a mask. The first time I put the mask on, it popped. I had oh. to sit there and staple it so it finally stayed on my face. Okay. I get to Kenwood. It's only one person in there with a mask on. I'm like, ah, so today y'all don't want to be masked up when I come out here prepared, right? <laughs> y'all trying to do a brother like that, huh? I got to be out here looking like the weirdo. Did not care. Got my stuff. Listen, got all, two boxes of alcohol. Like, give me that. Give me that. But it was large boxes of wine in there, too. Oh, man. And uh, I said to my people there, because it's, it's a tall brother. Most people go to Kenwood. You know the security guards and you know the people that had regular registers and even owners or whatever, for the uh -huh. most part. And I told one of them the security guards I'm semi-cool with, and I was like, man, y'all be careful out there. He's like, you be careful too. He's like, because I know. And he was trying to keep the social distances in the house. But I went there. I made some I made some runs yesterday. I was out for about an hour and 20, making different type of runs or whatever, and seeing the people in the streets. And listen, one thing I feel sorry for, What's you that? know, people who like, let's say it's somebody at your house, not at your house D now mm -hmm. growing up, let's say it was a, I don't want to say ne'er do well, but ne'er do well. Mm -hmm. And everybody goes to work and this person doesn't work and the house basically becomes theirs because yes. everybody's gone. Right. I feel sorry for that person. 
<laughs> everybody's home because I saw dudes by himself walking the streets, and I was like, he ain't got no place to go. Right? And I was like, Damn, right? Everybody, everybody at home. Everybody at home. He can't have people come over. It's like all the stuff he used to do when mama's gone or whoever's gone is all messed up. But then this is a sad part. You usually know D because you'll tell me like you got some cash on you because I give out money to people that are on the streets. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to joke with us. Sometimes D just be like you got some cash. Yeah. Like, you ain't giving them nothing. Why are you asking me? I don't carry it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> excuse me, Bank of Davis. You <laughs> so I was on. I was on you. the. I was on the nine, and it was one of the ladies. Two ladies that's usually um, panhandling on 79th and Stony Island. The little short little lady. The little short one and the tall one that's lighter. Uh, the, a light thinner one that's out oh, there too. You've okay. seen it. Sometimes you may not know she's a woman because her hair is covered up, oh, right? Okay. But she, because okay. it's really never dudes out there panhandling. It's really two ladies, but it's one of women. them you may not know is a woman because she's you don't see her long hair and she's slender or whatever. Because she's not out as much as the short one that wears the wigs or whatever, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. She was out there, and I saw this car, two cars ahead of me, and he, the dude was reaching over, giving her something to the lady. And I was like, damn, you letting her whole body up in that ride, basically, right? And I always give money, but it was like, nah, son, it's not happening. So I wasn't rolling out my window. I got some Popeyes yesterday. This dude rolled up to the. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I got that Popeyes. This dude wow. rolled up. Okay. This dude ro- oh, dude, I wiped. Sandwich. <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't. No, I didn't get the chicken sandwich. I wiped oh. every everything that I brought home, actually. Like I told Afton before I got in the house. I said, lay out paper on the floor. I put the boxes from Kenwood on the floor. Mm-hmm. I got this Lysol uh, uh, a spray. I wiped all the bottles down in boxes. I set them to the side. And even those chicken boxes, I wiped all those boxes down. Mm-hmm. Like, and it then was like, you uh, deep fried the chicken in Lysol. Well, remember, the chicken is, well, not, the chicken's in the box, though, Ryan. Right. But, I know, just yeah, give but, me a hard time. It's I know, as you should, as you should, with the COVID. <laughs> So anyway, to get back to it, so um, this dude rolls up and he's like, you got 50 cent? And I, I had to mask him. I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro, we ain't about to have a conversation about this. He like Darth Vader'd him. <laughs> like, go, go. Wow. Like, take this more serious and carry your ass on. Like, no. But, but like you said, though, you probably ain't got nowhere to go. But that's, but going back to the story, though, that's crazy that Damn, the underworld still got to make their money. Did you guys... Especially uh, Italy? Yeah, yeah. You ever see how the, the Vatican and how the, the money laundering and through the Vatican and stuff a few years ago with that? Man, I, like I, I, I don't remember hearing that, but I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, they were... The Vatican got in trouble because the mob was laundering money through... The, the Vatican Bank is a powerhouse. It is. They were laundering money through the, the Vatican uh, Bank. Brian, what was you about to say? Did you guys ever watch The Sopranos? A little bit. A little I bit. I really got into it. The story really reminded me of that show because they show some of that stuff, like the difference between the American mob and the Italian mob. Mm-hmm. And like some of the seasons, they go back and forth. And then, of course, they're transporting stuff from Italy over to America. So I'm just thinking of all the little businesses that they would highlight in the show. All those are probably just dead right now. And always, whenever they had a problem, like, hey, we can't get a job site. We can't get this going. They'd always hammer some politician or law enforcement dude to get the will or to get the way that they want. But mm-hmm. what are you going to do now? Are you going to mm-hmm. go to Como and, and try to strong arm him and get construction jobs going? That ain't happening. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, w- I would say this, though, and see, I mean, um, you were not, can't too. We were doing the uh, daily betting, the daily sports fantasy betting, whatever like that. But yeah. now, but now you have betting legal here 
for the most part, across the country in the States on sports betting. Now, I, I, you know what? I watched this movie on Netflix. I don't know if y'all seen it. Well, the Mark Wahlberg movie, uh, Spencer Confidential. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like the newer version of the Rumor Ken and Ryan, Spencer for Hire. No, I see oh, it. for sure. I remember Spencer for Hire. Come on. Hell yeah. Uh, do you remember a man called Hawk? <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All hair, every He's <laughs> <laughs> still pulling out his slap. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's up, what's up, Ryan? This isn't a Michael Bay film, right? No. This was like a, a Saturday night. I think it was NBC. I don't know if it was Channel 7. No, no, no but, this Spencer uh, movie. This you know the movie. Oh, okay. I meant the TV show. Yeah. Uh, well, the TV show, with TV, well, the movie is all, all the, the TV show and the movie based off books. And I did, you know what? Uh, ignorant uh, of me, I didn't know that. Nah, bro. You, we, I'm with you on that ignorant yeah, referral. Yeah, yeah. And hey, listen, to be honest with you, that book can't be that good. <laughs> hey, listen, I, but, but, the, but the Spencer for Hire TV show came out. It was like the early to mid 80s. I remember yes. watching the reruns. Oh, but okay. anyway, in the, in the movie, they talk about how the, uh, was he dirty cops in the mafia were trying to get into this to open up a legal uh, casino. Horse, uh, like dog betting, horse racing, whatever, like, everything like that. Mm-hmm. But my point is, I'm curious and see, I'm going to speak on this point, uh, uh, talking about kind of like how... Now with legal betting, even within sports, I wonder how big of a hit is a mafia taking at that, or are they back channeling and running sites sort of like if you want to say not saying they're doing this, but running the sites like uh, DraftKings or Daily Fantasy, whatever the case may be. I'm sure you're going to have people that's going to be one or two, two, two or three steps ahead. But what can you really bet on right now? You can't really bet on pro wrestling, even though they have WrestleMania coming mm-hmm. up this weekend, but you really can't bet on that. I know I was watching, uh, uh, I think it was NBC Sports Chicago or NBCSM, one of those channels that they have live sports racing. I was like, where is this taking place at? Because everything is shut down right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it do you think, be, uh, be do you think the mob's betting on uh, the Madden simulations that they're doing right now? Man, oh, listen. Listen. come on, they got to be gambling on something. Real quick, though, you also, fix in. but you also have to remember that what helps the mob is the fact that they can provide you credit. So yeah, there's still going to always be a way if like if I'm already in the hole. You know, so like I don't have money, but I can go to some bookie and the bookie's going to provide me credit and still I can give me some action. There's still a, a, a way for the mob to still exploit gambling like yeah, that. Yeah, but, but, but see his point. Where's the action at? Yeah, figure out something. Exactly. That's what I'm wondering. With this 2K tournament that happened on Friday, do you think that they were just taking odds on all these dudes? Probably. Probably. I bet you somebody took right? got to do something. Did anybody watch that? No. No. Okay, because I know I didn't no. even know where it was playing. I hear the winners. Everybody was picking the because it wasn't you have your own team. You pick whatever team you want, but you can only use that team once in the tournament. Oh, so everybody was like picking the Milwaukee Bucks versus yeah. like the Clippers. Yeah, the uh, Patrick, Bucks I, are the big winners. Yeah, I saw uh, I saw some highlights of it on Twitter, and they, uh, somebody had tweeted out that Patrick Beverly is just as intense on 2K than he is on the. Uh, you think he's the, not? Yeah, I know, right? Like, come on, dude. He's a, he's the same person. <laughs> Did you see that? And he was going crazy on somebody. I forget. I think he was playing Hassan Whiteside. He was just talking big shit. Did you see that ESPN thing that came out like three weeks ago, Patrick Beverly? Mm-mm. No. Like about his growing up on the West Side and how, you know, after he had uh, left school and college, came home and he was hustling and he was like, I'm going to be the best drug dealer ever. And him and his cousin went out and his cousin was with him and uh, he left. He, he asked his cousin if he was going to ride with him and his cousin was like, no, nah, I'm good. And his cousin ended up getting shot. And that's kind of oh, wow. what got him to snap out of it. And when he went overseas, 
to start uh-huh. balling out before he came here and had to buy himself uh-huh. out of his own contract. So he wow. still was banking on of himself. Like it's it's a really good story. Uh, I mean, it's a story of anybody, but definitely a Chicagoan story. Uh, it's pretty good. You you if you didn't have any admiration for him already, it gives you it provides you with more uh, admiration for Patrick Beverly. Oh He's man, I'm a fan. Tough upbringing, uh, hard nosed dude, and full on pulled himself up for from uh, with his uh, bootstraps. Pulled him definitely pulled himself up. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, forty million dollar deal. Listen, when you listen, you parlay yourself into a. A Michael Cooper t- style. Now I'm not saying he's Coop the Loop, but that defender esque thing, mm-hmm. and you can parlay into a forty million dollar contract in this NBA. You're doing a damn good job, young man. Damn good job. And it should have been with the Bulls, but they can't put together a good squad. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy he didn't. I wanted him definitely to, st- to stay with the oh. contender mm-hmm. and go get you a title and you right. know try to win rather than coming Don't here come to this garbage and yeah and losing here with them. Like <laughs> real, why? Real, real quick, D left, uh, but not so much based off what Ryan just said. The news came out uh, about the uh, Bulls front office looking for somebody who's going to oversee all uh, basketball operations. Right? Well, so it came out. It came out that they're not going to wait till if the season the starts season. or not. Because we already right knew it was going to happen. They're starting right. now. But it's just more public. They basically they're saying, "All right, John Paxson, you're going to be in an advisory role." But Dwayne Wade sent out a tweet yesterday, and he's like, "Hey, yeah. I know somebody that's interested." So I was like, "Damn!" So right. So this is why I said, "Damn!" In my head. I covered, as everybody who listens to the show, I covered the Dwayne Wade rare carpet for his ESPN uh, documentary, right? But I didn't get a chance to ask him a question. But on my notes was to ask him, hey, it's been rumors out there that the Bulls were looking to have somebody run the front, uh, be, you know, join the front office, be the GM. I was going to ask him if, it was go- if he would be interested in it, but I didn't get a chance and I was so bummed about that. But then I saw his tweet, I was even more so like, damn, I wish I would have asked him that question. So I don't know if he's talking about himself, but he definitely sent out the tweet, uh, I think it was yesterday or early this morning, saying like, hey, I know somebody that would be interested. Basically, I know somebody would be interested in doing it. So let me I just, give you guys, yeah, let me give you guys a guess. His uh, former teammate, Shane Battier. I was thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. So, so I like the list that they have, though. Of the guys, the I six names. I was, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised with that. I and do if you too. Throw D Wade in there. That's fine with me too. But I was going to ask you, Ken, would you be okay with a D Wade running the Chicago Bulls operation? Maybe he won't be the GM. Maybe he'll be a GM and won't be overseeing everything. Because I would think Dwayne Wade, even though his tech, his team here was kind of rough with the younger players, but those guys wasn't stars. No, he'd probably really. be able to get stars to come here though. Yeah, but that doesn't... possibly. I don't know. Look, look, I I want someone who's been doing it in this NBA, and again, he has the connections with someone that has the scouting connections, the connections with the agents. I want all of that. I don't like do it Can't, right. No don't first, go for no it. Don't, yeah, don't 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 don't. This is not a learn on the job position. Mm-hmm. Get someone who's known how to handle this NBA. It's either worked under a great if it's Usai Majiri, if it's whoever, if it's Denver's uh, president. You know, get get these guys that at least been in that position that through the draft has found time. Like that's the thing. Like, okay, you bring in Dwayne Wade. I mean, he can bring some people here. Maybe if Anthony Davis and I, I think we all know Anthony Davis is probably going to resign with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. But most of the people that he played with are at retirement age. LeBron's not coming here, and I'm not going to say He's that people OG. don't look. I'm He's not saying. OG, I'm not saying that, but. How many people are you really going to get? It's especially, and again, this is a big market, but in a way, since you don't bring in prize free agents, it's a small market. You really have to do this through the draft. Even if you bring in a couple big free agents, you're going to be cap strong. You're going to have to do. I, I need someone that can hit on these draft picks. One, I, yeah. 
do you have a favorite out of the six names thrown out at least to start? Um, I guess the guy that's under Usama Jerry right now. Bobby Webster. Bobby Webster would probably be mine because I still feel like when you look at Denver, they haven't learned on how to totally organize it yet. They get, they're good as far as a collective of talent, but it still misses the key, the, the click. You know, like they don't – you can't – yeah, you can run the, the offense through Jokic, but at the end of the game, it's hard to put that on the center, and then you're putting that on Jamal Murray. It's, I think they got a lot of parts. So I do like the, the GM in, in Denver. I, it wouldn't bother me. The Buchanan cat, even though I didn't see that yesterday with Indy, you know what I'm saying? But I want someone who is – I like upper. that uh, Miami Heat guy too, Adam Simon. Okay. I don't know if he's Pat Riley, but if anybody has learned under Pat Riley, yeah. I love what like, he's doing. Any, 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 I don't these think people, you any of these people that have built culture, like really built culture, but also hit, you know, you may miss occasionally yeah, on a draft pick. teams, you know? Built, like, yeah, built. Get a yeah. bed for a superstar to actually come. Yeah. You know, look, to have true direction. Like, yeah. if we go back to what the last four years, five years of the Bulls, every year they changed what the direction was supposed to be. They didn't stick to it. When Jimmy Butler was here and they got rid of him, or prior to that, they said, we're going to get younger with Jimmy. They brought in D-Wade and Rondo. You know, it's just right. – no, I need. Let's bring in focus. Fred Hoiberg and not give him players. Yeah, no, I, this is a the biggest pet peeve with Chicago is bringing in people who are learning on the job. Hire someone who's done this job before. Hire someone that's a GM and waiting to become president. Like yes. that's what you. That's what you need. This guy, if this guy hits in three years, he should be. If not now, the team president. And like that's what you really need to do. It sounds sensational to bring in a D way, and yes, it definitely would help. Uh, but still, I want someone that's been through the processes that can come in here and implement it consistently through waves when you may hit, but they can pivot and come back in with a different plan. Yeah. Now, I'm kind of interested. In, I mean, we'll go to the next topic real quick, but I'm kind of interested in the dude uh, out of the Clippers, uh, Michael Winger, because he's been learning up under Doc Rivers, and Doc Rivers has been and, able to build a coach. You don't, you don't like West. Yeah, and Jerry West, too. You don't like mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop. What? I ain't saying the Clippers winning championships. No, no, no. Like no that, that's not what I'm saying. Jerry what? West has been with the Clippers for like two years. Doc Rivers really wasn't a good personnel person with the Clippers. So if you're telling me he learned from bad, bad Doc Rivers' position, Doc Rivers is a great coach. He's not a great personnel person. He gave his son an extension. No. Mm. Keep him over there. He, there's not enough Jerry West on that dude for me to be like, oh, you were on the Jerry West. Like, no, no, no. Hey, you, stay, you stay over there. Even though, even though, yes, he probably wasn't the best of the GMs, probably extension or like that, but Doc Rivers has a really good name within the circles of the NBA. That's not um, – no, yeah, but the point, we're talking about front office. We're talking about front office positions, and that, in a way, with Doc is more of a failure than a success. The best thing the Clippers did was make Doc just the coach again and not lose him. That was the best thing because they had a great coach. Just to, to, to divorce him from having all the power and for him to still stay there. But that never works really any way, though. I, I, but even – even you're right. It never works, but he, he didn't prove anything. He thought he could be Danny Ainge's and say, yeah, Danny, I could be the coach and I could do your job. Right, and right. he could not pull that off. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to do that. All right, 